Anyway, I started blasting. Bah, wow. bah. Steven, <laughs> it's time for a bait blast, but I'm the receiver blast this time. Yes. Sorry, I coughed at the beginning. Bad timing. Uh, and I'm realizing uh, when I when I do my own bass blasts, I uh, uh, put in my own intro noise. I don't know if you've noticed because um, I don't have the. Oh uh, no! I can send you the the interesting. Oh, I have it. It's just. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Mine's funny, and I like it, but it's so not funny here, and the joke is not intended. So th- this is a follow up oh. to us talking about. Remember how we talked about? Wait, uh, oh, go hold ahead. on. Now you got to tell me what your intro is because I never listened to the recordings of things that I've I've been on because I already know you know what was said. What what is the intro? I should just make you listen to it, but I'll. It's it, actually for anyone who hears it and doesn't actually know what it's from. It's from it's always sunny in Philadelphia when Frank okay. Reynolds is on, played by Danny DeVito, is on TV talking about getting mugged and luckily he had his pieces his guns and he pulls uh, them out on the yeah. show and anyway and so he says so anyway i started blasting bang ah. yeah. so that that's yeah. what that's the uh, the sound bit and uh ah so this blast is going to be about an actual shooting i'm afraid so uh which okay. which again is not meant to be funny but here we are so yeah uh the the court case we talked about that i was on trial for, or i was on a jury for uh in august uh, yes oh that's why i got delayed doing the uh we we've got dreams podcast episodes i couldn't remember when i was talking to jen about uh why why i got pushed back a week because i was in jury duty for a very stressful 50 hours that week um oh. and by the way i finally i listened to both of those those were delightful and thank you guys that was awesome oh you bet it was fun i look forward to talking yeah. to you about it it'll be a good time hell yeah we should schedule something for that yeah. probably late december sounds good Okay. Yeah, sure. The, the further out we push it, the more stuff we'll forget. Good idea. Uh, <laughs> right. This time I've got notes, though. Um, okay. All right. But uh, so to briefly summarize the crime, he uh, and and again, we deliberated for two days. It, it seems beyond reasonable to doubt that he was involved or directly did it. Uh, and, and in Colorado, being involved is the same as or being complicit is the same thing as uh, committing the crime. Uh, mm-hmm. So he, it was a drive-by, and it wasn't just the kind where you go and shoot at a car. He shot in the direction of the person of the guy that he's trying to freak out. We we concluded as a jury he wasn't trying to kill him, but he did act in such a way that he disregarded his, that guy's life. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a an att- that is an attempted murder charge uh, okay. via extreme indifference. And I mean, what, what's your intuition on how long someone should be sentenced for for that kind of crime? For attempted murder? Well, specifically the kind where, not where like you tried to kill him and, you know, didn't, but the kind where you acted in such a way that you didn't care if that person lived or died. I think it is important. You're like, an attempted murder is me shooting you and walking away, but you live, you know? Yeah. It's it's really hard to say because I am very much against people shooting at others, even in indifference. Um, I would say 10 years? I I could see... Both less or more than that being fine with me still. I, I generally consider the type of people who randomly shoot guns at other people as someone that you don't really need in society anymore. Yeah. And I mean, you know, this wasn't a random shooting, but, you know, that yeah. doesn't exactly make it better. Um, right. So what am I trying to say here? Uh, well, so before I deliver the punchline, there, there, were, there were other charges, too. There was assault with a deadly weapon and th- there was two mm-hmm. charges of that that stuck. Um, mm-hmm. and then there was assault, uh, with a deadly weapon, extreme indifference, and then illegal discharge of a firearm, whichever, you know, that probably carries weeks. Maybe I have no idea. Um, right. He got 29 years. Oh, wow. With a possibility of parole after 22, because with these, with a, with a violent crime charge, you have to serve at least 75% of the sentence. Huh? Were there, were there earlier felony convictions as well that like contributed to that? 
I know oftentimes if people have been in the court system several times for violence, they just toss the book at them at the at the last one. Yeah, it, I'm not sure. Um, okay. That I didn't follow up on. I, as far as I know, uh, no, but that, that very well could be the case. This doesn't seem like this wasn't his first run in with the law, but it might have been his first run in with uh, the courts. Okay. Um, but I, I, I wanted to just mention this just because, you know, it was a, a big thing and I had a few thoughts about it. Actually, so I learned uh, because uh, our friend works in the courthouse and uh, was able to tell me. And then later that day, I had therapy in the evening and uh, I was telling my, she asked how I was doing. And I was like, you know, I talked about jury duty a few months ago and this, I, I just learned how long the guy got, got sentenced for and I talked about that. And she was like, how does, oh, this is going to sound so corny. And I was like, how does that make me feel? And she's like, yeah. yeah. And uh, I was like, do you even get to say that like every week? And she's like, no, not most weeks. <laughs> um, huh. But uh, in a way, it made me feel complicated, no. you know, because like you, you know, this guy was out there terrorizing people. Yeah. And I don't know. It just it just breaks my heart because, you know, I think he is I think he committed the crime at 30. You know, this may be a year or two later. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he's getting out when he's pushing 60. Yeah. You know, well, maybe early fifties with good behavior still. Right. You know, he's not going to have a life, you know? Right. My life didn't, I mean, my life started whatever in my late teens, I guess, or something, maybe mid teens, but like, you know, my, my real adult life with, with connections and friendships and career, none of that started until a few years ago. Yeah. And if I just got to chop 25 years out of that, you know, like it's, it's a nightmare. I mean, it is, but also what if your real life was going around terrorizing people and shooting guns at them? That's, that's not a life I really want to encourage you to continue living. And if you're gonna, I'm happy to see you put away. No. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a compelling point. And I mean, you know, it's not like I'm saying, I wish this guy was, was out there doing more of that. It's just like, yeah. You know, if he's not going to learn the lesson after 10 years, he's not going to learn it after 20, you know? Right. It, it's it's one of those things where it seems like it's it's too much, but I it's not like I have a perfect recipe for what the right amount is. I mean, the thing is, if he's not going to learn the lesson after 10 years, we should keep him in there for 20. Yeah. The thing is, we can't tell, right? Until we have, right. Until we have perfect mind reading technology, or at least decent mind reading technology, which yeah. honestly, when I thought about it too, and you know, I mentioned this uh, when, I was talking, when, I was, when I was in therapy too, I was like, I don't think the world will be persisting in its current state for long enough for him to, to serve his full sentence. Um, yeah, you know, one way or another, he's not serving 29 years in my right. in my current estimation. But it it was just uh, it made me think of a couple of things that the I think the you know the jury system does. Cor- well, one thing it does really correctly is have 12 jurors rather than one, because um, mm-hmm. it's kind of a huge burden to live with if you're the one yeah. if you're the one deciding someone's fate. You know, yeah. In a way, I could have been, or any one of us could have been by by hanging the jury, but it's it was just a. Uh, it, it's a nice diffusion of responsibility uh, in a way where it probably should actually be diffused. I agree. Yeah. I think the thing that surprises me the most is that the, like is when they say no possibility of parole until 22, is that ironclad? Cause I can totally see like a 30 year sentence because you just keep checking back every year and he's still not, he's still not okay to be let out in society. So, okay, we got to hold on to him another year until like eventually 30 years are up and you're just like, well, all right, now you're too old to kill people. So whatever, go ahead. But like possibility of parole after five would make more sense to me. You check in after five years. You're like, are you okay to go on society now? Yes. Okay. Now we'd let you go. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think there's any incentive to do that in our current system. Uh, you know, prisons uh, in the U.S. are for, are for profit. And, uh, you know, the more criminals, the the more money that the prisons make. It, it's kind of super I mean, fucked up. But I understand that the, the prison makes more money, but like the taxpayers are paying that money. So there should be some incentive on the politicians end to not 
put them away for that long. Individual I taxpayers guess, can't grease can... palms like prison, like prisons can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're a politician, it's not your money that you're spending. Exactly. Mm. And the, the other thing too is that you know there was speculation in the courtroom or in the deliberation room when we were talking about it. You know what we think, how long a sentence will be. But every time someone brought it up, we were we you know one of us reminded each other. I think it was not always me, but I tried to be the one that was like, hey, let's just keep our mind, keep our eye on the ball, because you're not to consider punishment and that's this is an explicit instruction you're not to consider what the uh sentencing or punishment will be for the crime when yeah. deliberating and in, in a way that it makes perfect sense because whether or not he's getting you know the chair or two months you know probation has no bearing mm-hmm. on whether or not he did it yeah right whether but whether to also, decide his innocence or guilt for the charges not to determine you know how bad he should be punished for it yes because that's that's the job of the rest of society but also like you can't not think about that a bit. Yeah, that's one of the things I liked about it just as like, you know, living the experience as a human is like, you can't not you're not supposed to consider some things, but you can't not consider them, but then you explicitly yeah. kind of just push those out. Yeah. So, you know, again, like, you know, someone pleading the fifth, you know, it it seems suspicious, but you are explicitly that is not to, to you know, factor into your calculation, but I, I guess I just wanted to bring that up because it, like I said, it was weighing on my mind a bit, and when I think about like the the theories of punishment for crimes, you know, it, it this only really sticks with the, like you know, the twenty nine year sentence, you know. So so there's there's a handful of uh, I think I mentioned like the four R's, um, but a quick uh, quick search gives me six, and I like that more. Not six R's, but the the, the R's of of the logic for just or for for punishment are retribution, rehabilitation, uh, removal, and uh, restoration. Um, mm, okay, and. Uh, the longer list includes deterrence, which I, you know, is important actually. Um, yeah. You know, general deterrence to prevent that crime in the general population by demonstrating what can happen to potential offenders or to, to, deter, to deter the specific individual. Right. Um, yeah. Which is the same thing, you know, that, that's also you're deterred from committing that crime if you're uh, removed from society. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, we don't, we don't really focus on rehabilitation in the U S you know, retribution, I think is a big part of it. And I don't like that part. Uh, you know, you're a bad person who deserves to be punished. Right. Um, but you know, it, the idea that even this sort of sentence could, could help prevent, prevent further crime. I don't think actually bears fruit. I'm sure there's no. literature on this, but you know, the thing is, is I, I'd be willing to bet this guy didn't think, you know, there's a 1% chance I could go to prison for 30 years with the night that he's committing right. that crime. Right. Yeah. There's, there's, I mean, in our experience talking with our lawyer friends, like people who, who are on trial for violent crimes tend not to be the smartest people. Yeah. And they're not, and I'm not like, you know, saying that this is not a, a value, a judgment on the person's value, it's a judgment on just like, unfortunately, the kind of way they think about problems, right? Yeah. There's, it's not, this is not effective. Right. And so, you know, knowing that there's a chance I could get in big trouble, that's not what's going through the criminal's head when they're about to do a violent crime. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, I guess what I'm thinking of is, you know, just thinking about the motivations behind punishments, none of them really seem to justify 30 years. And it bums me out because, you know, one of the things that seems to kick off his, his beef with the other guy was like, you know, vis- vis- visitation with his daughter, who I think at the time was like yeah. five. Um, oh, man. And, you know, now she's going to be able to meet him in society again when she's 40. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's just a, it's a, I was going to say a travesty of justice, but it, I, you know, it is, it is whatever the justice system says it is. It's just, there's not, what it is is like sometimes the best outcome still sucks. Yeah. You know, and, and this is uh, an important less wrong lesson that is in one of the posts at some point that we've covered or will cover that, 
I think it's you know not policy debates shouldn't appear one sided, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we can we can argue that this is the best choice while admitting it has tons of downsides. Yeah, and this this might well be the best choice, and it has lots of downsides. Yeah, it's just uh, it's it's a complex thing. I, and again, I just wanted to kind of follow up on it just because it was it was bouncing out of my mind, and I talked about it on the show before, so figured I'd, I'd mention it. Yeah, the fact that it was about custody of a kid really. That really makes it much harder, in my opinion, because, God, there's so many emotions mixed up in that. I could totally be like, if you're going to try to take my kid away from you, fuck you, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, yeah. And this is one way for me to demonstrate I'm going to kill you by shooting near you without actually doing it. Don't fucking take my kid away, you know? Yeah, which, if that's where your, your line of thinking stops, that's that sounds like a great uh, course of action, right? Right, yeah. But it, it's there, I, there has to have been no consideration of the potential consequences. Like, what if I get caught? Or what if the bullet travels through the house and hits somebody, and you know, on the other side of the garage door? Kid was in the house, yeah. you know. Uh, I, I forget what caliber bullet it was, but uh, and presumably they didn't go all the way into the house. Otherwise, oh no, they all hit the car. But still, it's just one of those things where, you know, it, say, say this had worked. You know, he had, he had spooked the guy to where, okay, yeah, sure, you can visit your daughter whenever you want. Just please don't kill us. Like, mm-hmm. you know, would she appreciate now the that? incentives? Right. And also now the incentives are for people to threaten others by shooting guns into their garages because it'll get them what they want. Yeah. I it, It's hard for me sometimes to like you're right. Brought like zoomed out scope wise. That's 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 true. But in, in individual scope, you know, someone pointing a gun at me is a great way to convince me to do something. Right. Right. Uh, I don't want to encourage the kind of society where that's where that is a a tool that works. But uh, without, you know, setting myself up too bad, that'll work on me pretty much every time. So, you know, it, it, it's not the kind of society I'd advocate for, but it's the one I'd advocate for for myself because I don't want to get shot, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. Well, shit. Yeah. All right. Thank you for the, the update blast. Sounds good. Oh, yeah, you bet. I, you know, like I said, wasn't going to be a fun subject, but it was a follow-up. And uh, at, at the very least, you know, my, my hope is that in the not-too-distant utopian future, we can just actually, you know, there's some fun philosophy to dig into whether or not it's okay to just quote unquote fix people, you know, clockwork orange style or, mm. or whatever. But well, there'll be some way to deter crime and help criminals in a way that actually works that yeah. will be more popular in the world. Right. Right. So holding out for that, that part of the future. All right. Awesome. Thanks for listening, bud. Oh yeah, no, thank you for, thank you for the update. Yeah, you bet. All right. See you next time. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye.